welcome everyone to another episode of Awaken the Kingdom Within. Today, it's my special guest, Karen Wyndham Gatling. She is an educator. She is a full-time mom, uh, but she is really an incredibly trend-setting entrepreneur. I want to welcome you, Karen, to be with us today. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I just really want to invite everyone to kind of hear your story, your journey, and to understand what pursuing your passion means, some of the experiences you have gone through in in pursuing your passion, and then we'll talk about your entrepreneurial ideas after that. So again, thank you for being here. So first question for you, what does it mean to you to live life in truth? Wow, that's a loaded question. (laughs) Uh, Well, first of all, thank you for inviting me. Congratulations on your new podcast. I'm so proud of you. Um, I think living in truth for me is just uh, understanding what it is that one wants to do and not not compromising to fulfill that purpose. I think that uh, you have to be strong enough to know exactly what it is that you want and not be afraid to pursue it. I would say maybe in the last six months or so, I had an awakening moment where it was like, it's time for you to start making decisions that are going to be about you. Seeing that I've just turned 52, it's it's a now or never, a never thing for me. So once I became aware of that, that my decisions now are primarily about what I want to do, and not so much what is necessary or comfortable for everybody else around me, which was a hard decision, but it, 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 it's something that I felt that I needed to do. Oftentimes when we're talking about pursuing a passion, um, there's a struggle. It's, it's, you alluded mm-hmm. to it. The expectations of others battling with on the inside what you want to accomplish and what uh, and who you want to be you are an incredible creative individual Uh, you're a musician you're an artist how much of that struggle is being in an bring in a world where individuals may not understand about the artistic being Describe for us, help us understand what is it like to be a creative being? Uh, it's, it's one of isolation. You see life in a different way. Your perspective on life is a little bit different. Um, it's a lot more about how one feels or how you feel about it um, as opposed to an, how do I say, um, a very detailed structural, schematic, step-by-step walk. I think for the creative person, when you're put in a box like that, it's very frustrating because your, your first instinct is to just do free form. When you're stuck in a position where you have to follow specific structure, 
which is good, but to some degree, it does inhibit your ability to be creative. As you tap into what your creative uh, element is, that's what drives you. Like Mark Anthony says, it becomes like a love affair. You become a part of this component that you can't stop. You can't, you can't think. You can't, you, it, it's with you day and night. You dream about it and you become married to it. And he's talking about like songwriting, the songs that he writes. But if you take that concept and you apply it to being a creative individual, you really are locked in love affair of wanting to just be creative. You want to write, you want to play, you want to express yourself in other forms. You don't want to feel like you're in a box. You want to feel like you have wings and, and you can fly. The things that fill you, what, what do you feel like when you're doing those things? Gratifying. Actually, Mark Anthony is one of my favorite. He, he says that the scariest part is creating something from nothing. So when, when I am working alone uh, or if I'm working with a client um, or I'm working with someone who's, who's got some things out and they need help, the scariest part is trying to figure out how to, how to make it better or how to improve upon it or how to even start, you know, where do I start? Because every starting point is going to be different for each individual person. Um, for me, I, I like working behind the scenes. I'm not really a front person. I like getting, uh, I like creating from the back end. So you give me a concept and we build on that concept and then execute the concept. Whereas there are others who like being in front where they create and then they share openly. I'm, I'm the direct opposite. I like to work behind the scenes and push the other people out. So I get more gratification seeing the end product of something that's worked you know, that we work through. It, it, it all goes back to the same thing. It, it's just sitting back and just kind of allowing them to work through the process of learning how to play the instrument, learning how to read the music and, and, and things of that sort. And no one who came to my class and didn't know anything. And now they're playing pieces that I can't even play. That's one level. Um, another level is being able to work with people who you aspire to be with or who you aspire to become because they make you even better in your own, in your own attempt to fulfill your creativity. So uh, I, I feel very strongly that no matter what the stage is or what the level is, as long as you're operating, as long as I'm operating in that vein, I am my most happy. It could be, the most challenging of situations, but I'm doing what I want to do. I'm not stuck in one position. I'm, I'm constantly exercising my creativity, whether it's through teaching or whether it's through playing or whether it's through consulting or whether it's through artist development, whatever that situation is, I'm utilizing those areas and those gifts that God, God has given me to help other people. And that's very gratifying. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back.
tell us how you um, began to create products for your skin and for hair. I have traction alopecia uh, on the top of my head. Uh, something that I, I found out about uh, about 25 years ago. When I contracted that, I then started to do my own hair because it was, it was too much uh, to go into a salon. Um, I did my own twists. I did my own braids. I did my own weaves. I became very DIY. And so as a result of that, the start of me actually with sacred hands was I started doing locks and I did my own locks. And one thing led to another and I, I gave uh, my daughter locks and I said, you know what, I should, I should do this. So I ended up um, starting my own mobile lock and twist business um, where I go to uh, the homes of individuals and I do their braid locks and I maintain them or I do twists. Um, I'm self-taught. I did a lot of research, but that's how I got started doing hair and twists and then ultimately starting my business, Sacred Hands Hair Studio. Blended Coconut came about uh, for the fact that, like, as I had mentioned before, I have alopecia, but also I wanted to find products that I could use not only on my hair, but on my daughter's hair. And at the time, there weren't very many. It was very frustrating because we couldn't find anything that really suited what I needed for hair growth and restoration, for scalp restoration. And I really couldn't find anything that would uh, work on Asia's hair. So after about five years of research, um, I came across some different ingredients that I could use, one of which was coconut. Coconut oil is a huge component of my product, hence the name blended coconut. So I started uh, working and experimenting with different things. And it turns out that uh, the coconut oils and some of the essential oils that I learned that do different things turned out to really work well on my hair. Um, I still use them to this day. The area that I had the most problem I'm seeing growth. Um, I've had locks for about four years and I started using my own products and my hair just started growing like crazy. And so that's how it kind of ended up starting. I mean, we just got frustrated with the marketplace not having what we needed. And so I decided I would create my own. And the basis of my product is coconut oil and coconut milk. And that's how I make a majority of my cleansing products. And then uh, we use various carrier oils and essential oils for the hair growth, um, moisturizing and other elements. That's something that my daughter and I have worked together to create. So we're really excited about that. How do you stay on track? People get an idea, they get a vision, they get purpose but sometimes they don't follow through. How do you stay on track? 
I think the biggest thing that you can possibly do is take the first step um, toward whatever your passion is um, and stick with it. Um, life has a tendency to throw so many challenges your way that oftentimes we get caught in that cycle where we forget about the passion, we forget about the dream, we get caught in everyday, everyday life. What I've learned uh, in a very short period of time is that it is something that you have to do on a regular daily basis. You want to, um, I, I think, and, and, and I'm, I'm sincere when I say it this way, I think the very first step for me was actually going through mindset. For those of you that don't know, my sister is a coach and she has an incredible um, coaching, uh, it's covenant coaching that actually was the catalyst for me to get this process started. And one thing that she did say that stuck out to me, one thing that she did say that stuck out to me is that it's not gonna be perfect, but you gotta make a step. What is a word of encouragement that you would give people who want to pursue their passion? Whatever that first step is, take it and don't be afraid to take it. Because if you don't take it, it's like they say in, in the movie, um, Uncle Drew, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So I would encourage everyone and I think my biggest, my biggest setback was myself. I had to overcome myself. I had to overcome my thinking because um, at, at 50, 51, and now 52, we get caught in this, oh, my God, am I too old? Or, and, you know, am I ever going to be able to reach my goal? Or, you know, forget all that. Just take the first step and stick with it. Uh, do something on your business every day. Um, it could be research. I'm a huge researcher. I research for hours. Um, write something, write your concepts down, but keep a journal and just write. And that's what I have been doing. Um, write things and they're going to change, but you want to constantly uh, rehearse your vision. You want to constantly rehearse what it is that you really feel passionate about and focus on you. I think Lisa Nichols is another person who I really respect because she said when she decided to die out to herself and to those that she really didn't need to focus on and people around her, that's when things started to change. So you want to free yourself of any negativity and just stay focused on your goal. And one step will lead to two steps and finally you'll find yourself with with a lot of things that you didn't think you could accomplish done and you're and you're positioning yourself to really take off so that's what i would suggest i want to thank you for sharing with us today because it is very important for me that everyone understands their divine uniqueness i write in my book that you were born to you were not born to replicate another human mm -hmm. being but rather to be a uniquely divine being. I believe that so strongly. And I believe part of what creates societal struggles is we're all 
somewhat indoctrinated that being different is a negative. It's it's counterintuitive to to divine. God has a unique characteristic, a unique quality, a unique gift that is given to each one of us. When we don't display it, it 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 alters the whole. It makes all of us um, less brilliant and less bright mm -hmm. when we individually don't let the gifts he's given to us shine. So I hope we've encouraged you today. As she said, just get started. Write down your dreams. Take your steps. Uh, listen to what is giving you joy. Um, and that will lead you on a course to find out why you were born. And to me, that's the heart of living life in truth. Amen to that. <laughs> Amen. To that. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Karen. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, we'll see you all next time. If what we talked about today resonated with you, then I invite you to read Seven Keys to Awaken the Kingdom of Heaven Within. The book and journal are available exclusively at CherylNaomiDavis.com.